Hello, and welcome to Pretend to Imagine, a weekly podcast with Tyler and Greg. Tonight we will be discussing CRISPR, abuses and potentials. That's not chicken CRISPR or no, lettuce CRISPR. It's, it's C-R-I-S-P-R. Terrific. It's fascinating. Uh, we'll be discussing uh, the bishop and stomach noises. That's one topic. That is one topic. Then not two to- Yeah, and one we, topic. And we also discuss uh, some, some other of, the, uh, of what we love about Catholicism. Uh, so <laughs> that, you know, and speak then, for yourself. And then uh, finally, we're going to discuss uh, some of the TV shows that apparently I've been missing out on. So you had mentioned uh, at the bar uh, a fascinating concept called the CRISPR. You you say fascinating, I say horrifyingly terrifying, but, well, but go ahead. It's fascinating to an evil doctor. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you confessing something? I, well, eventually we'll get to my illegal human medical experiment confession oh. bit, but you know. I, oh, I uh, but no, a CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R, is a clustered, regularly interspaced, short palindromic repeat. Okay, so this is a a like a very uh, popular, um, trending scientific topic of yes. it's gene splicing or gene editing. Correct. So, so what a CRISPR do, what a CRISPR is is a palindromic set of DNA base pairs. Okay, so so what that means is if you read the base pairs in either direction, it's the same, and then it, and it comes on, comes into like a, a central. Uh, I, I won't get into all the, the DNA Please don't. biology. And stuff. It's, not, it's not worth <laughs> it. But the bottom line is what they what they are, uh, they were discovered, I think, back in the 80s. Um, they're a bacterial defense mechanism to protect a bacteria from, from things that include their genes into the bacteria, like phage viruses. I was going to say plas- viruses. Plasmids. Okay, right, right, yeah, right, plasmids. Yep. You know, plasmids. And so, and we all know from, from Bioshock how helpful plasmids plasmids, are. Yes, Perfect, pl- yes. Actually, plasmids are, are very interesting, but that perhaps another time we'll talk about plasmids. But, but anyway, um, so what happens is the bacteria gets these things that mess up its DNA, and that's terrible if you're a bacteria, although yep. sometimes it's good, but most of the time it's bad. And the bacteria has have these CRISPRs, which go in, and selectively remove chunks of alien DNA. Okay. Now, well, I'm not, right, so, and it, this is naturally happening. This is naturally happening. This was probably millions of years old. All right. Wonderful. And it has been going on for a long time. And um, uh, so they were initially, the, 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 the CRISPRs were to excise alien DNA from a, a bacteria. So here's what happened. Okay. They, they, they learned about these things and they realized that these were ready made tools. For genetic engineering, so scientists figured this out. The scientists, okay, did, okay yes. great, yes. yeah, 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 and well, what they found out is uh, there are so many different CRISPRs that they actually can use them as like a toolbox to either remove genes from eukaryotic cells, which are our cells, uh, or to remove genes and splice in new genes. No, no, what? No, it's fun. <clears throat> so they're actually able to splice in new genes, like new other human genes into like, you know. Anything. You want to. Anything. You can splice anything. Like a so tentacle. I'll give it, can I get tentacles? Yeah, more or less. I mean, so I'll, I'll, here's, a, here's a really good example. Well, uh, let's back up a little bit. Okay. So as part of your state of alarm, the rest of the world also began to say, wait, wait a minute, folks, maybe we should slow down here a little bit. You know, as, as they said in Jurassic Park, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Uh, so uh, there were some initial experiments by the Chinese uh, to, it was very interesting, they were going to, uh, one was to uh, implant a gene into, into the human genome to prevent HIV. Uh, okay, and, so and, that, that's wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's good. And, and, no, no, no. They, that's great. But they, the, the potential for 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 disastrous, un, unintended consequences is astounding. Correct. Right? And, and, and then and, because you can do that, it also is a proof that you can do 
tentacles and a third eye and yes. uh, you know yes. nipples where my ears should be they, and all they, other kinds of fun things. Yes. Right? I, I was thinking more anime hair. <laughs> you know, you get like this blue shock of yes. hair that goes everywhere. You know, that's the best thing you can come up with with CRISPR well, no, technology. Hold on, you could use CRISPRs to like perhaps uh, implant bioluminescence into your skin. That I so oh. you glow in the dark. That's awesome. That's that's kind of nice. It's actually kind of nice. You 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 wouldn't need that stuff on your watch. That, that you could just look at your watch. Um, that, but that uh, stuff on no one has had stuff on their watch. In I, I have <laughs> stuff on my. Do watch. you have stuff on your watch? I, I We're talking I, about the glowing. Yeah, the, glowing yeah, the glowing. Uh, whatever. I don't even stuff wear is. watches. Asylum. Anymore. I don't know. Anyway, so so the bottom line is yes, there were attempts were made to use the CRISPRs to change the germ. for benevolent purposes. For benevolent All purposes. Right. The other was I think to get rid of the beta thalassemia trait Great. Uh, gene. So that's good. That's a horrible disease. So anyway, they were trying to do the, the right thing, but it didn't work. Okay, they they were not successful in these attempts. Um, they and they actually said that there were a lot of unseen changes in the genome of the of the embryos that they were uh, working on. These were and, these were non viable embryos, by the way. These were not like healthy embryos. They just were working on these things in a lab. But 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 all right. Uh, so but you no no, you say non viable unhealthy embryos. Well, but these were growing living embryonic. Yes. Humans. Yes. They were humans. And they were mutant. They were going to make it. They were they mutinizing. Were but that doesn't, just because they, oh, all right. Well, let me tell you about no, Britain. Just so, just so to, to be clear. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'm horrified by all this. I'm okay. super pro-science. Yeah. Love science. But, yes. you know, this does horrify me a little bit. I'm a layman, so that yes. there's a lot of things I don't understand. So my heart, don't mistake me being horrified for, yeah. you know, but. I'm a little horrified, yeah. Having said that, you're talking about non-viable yet living Embryos. Well, yeah, they have to be alive. Otherwise, you'd be making zombie embryos. Perfect. And then which we is have really bad. So. Delightful. And then we have uh, uh, these. Uh, so you do the, the experiments that were done. Yeah. Is there a record that we can look up and see exact? Because you say some of them didn't wasn't really working out. It wasn't well, so that's, good. That's, that, that, uh, those are just words. That's well, up what, to the, what has actually happened. Where is the that's evidence? That's up What's to the, the Chinese. You'd have to talk to the oh, Chinese Ministry great. of Science to to find out. And then, you know, the Brits uh, also uh, have been doing it uh, with the express understanding that the embryos will be destroyed at the end. If you can destroy them. If you could be invulnerable. If they don't rise up against you. You know, I, wrote, I once wrote a short story called Night of the Living Dead Chicken Embryos. Ugh. They were flying around going, but anyway, so so anyway, so so yes, and, and that was that was the worry, and and uh, the America, uh, the United States is, is doing using these things, uh, you know, for crops, you know, trying to make genetically engineered crops. It's all just GMO, but but the 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 real scary thing, and and I'm, I'll be honest with you, this is scary. Is I think that, I know where you're going. Is when they use it on the embryos, and when they use it, they're changing the embryo's germline cells, which are the gonads. Yep. Okay. Which yep. means that the changes will be passed on to the next right. generation. So in it's other not words, just a one-off. It's change, not a one-off change. change. No. It's now you've created a. Uh, if they, you've literally if created they, a variant breed, variant yes. you've created a race or a, ra- uh, a variant of, of of divergent humans or whatever. Yeah. You're, whatever you're, you're you literally you're have. Yeah. You've, you've created a. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say it's another species because the term the the rules for being a species wouldn't wouldn't affect that but but you are causing a, a market change in the human genome in other words you're putting a new gene in the human genome that was never there before that will propagate uh, that will propagate yeah. unless of course it causes like you know cancer at the age of 12 or something you know and that's the problem we you know I, I'm not, a, you know, I'm a fan of GMOs. I think GMOs are, are, are fine. I think so, that I, I'm scientifically, I, I'm not against GMOs, but I do recognize that biological systems are 
unbelievably complicated. So the two the two big science dudes on the planet, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, the science yeah. guy. Neil deGrasse Tyson, very pro GMO. Yeah. Uh, up until recently, um, Bill, Bill Nye, not so much. And his argument was up until recently, yes, you can control what what you do, what the genes yep. do to the plant or whatever you're trying to do. You can control that. Yeah. What you cannot control or what you cannot anticipate are the unintended consequences of its impact on the environment. Right. That you cannot control in a lab and right. test tube and figure that stuff out. Uh, and I don't know exactly what caused him to change his mind and decide that that's not as big of a problem as he thought it was. I don't. I don't know. Um, well, I, 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 I'm kind of up in the air about it myself. I don't really have an opinion. The, but the the issue is, is that any time um, humanity has introduced a foreign creature into an ecosystem, there's generally uh, an ecological disaster that comes. I wouldn't say disaster, but I mean yeah. it's 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 what'll happen is you'll bring in like a new organism, and all the organisms in the ecosystem don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, they don't eat it. It comes up and frightens them. They run away. They lose their little niche in their in the in the uh, in the ecosystem. And, 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 and I, that's true. And, and I get that. And the, uh, the flip side, to be fair, is there is a whole lot of good that has come from doing things with the you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, like drought resistant, drought resistant, yeah, and, sure. and you know, uh, you know, improving the yields and well, things like it, that, and, honestly, and saving, you know, feeding <laughs> feeding lots and lots of people that, that it, could, couldn't have been fed in the same amount of. Yeah, I, Energy I, think, and- I think the idea is that it's like any tool, it has to be used responsibly. I think the reason why people are afraid of GMOs is they're worried that you'll be blindsided by ecological effects that you had no idea. Unattended, would, unattended would, consequences. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, getting, getting back to, to um, CRISPRs, the, the bottom line with CRISPRs is they're a very effective, very elegant tool for manipulating DNA. That's that's what they are. They, they're mm. probably the best. There was all other ways of doing it in the past, back in the 80s and 90s. These things are going to have kind of revolutionized things uh, in, the, in the ability to uh, to do genetic editing. And I think that's why they got so much press uh, because it really is, is kind of a, a new, uh, you know, a very powerful new method for doing this. So in your, in your uh, research or in your, in your, when you were, you were le- learning about this, did you come across, what, what is the most the weirdest thing that is um, available to, to, uh, the, the, that that that's been exposed uh, as something people have done with this. Is there anything that that is like a problem or that has you know made it to the uh, no, uh, scientific no, no, journal no. that's no, like because, oh this is no good because because the the nations that are doing the research in this have all agreed not to mess with like, oh well you know, thank God yeah, for that yeah, I mean uh, yeah, we can, this, I'm sure we can count on that so well, this, this is what I know <laughs> are you, are you, you're skeptical that, so this uh, is the story that I heard um, from uh, a friend at work and. It, it kind of got me going on this CRISPR path, which yeah. is then I brought, you know, I, I asked you about it yeah. and, and uh, you know, you're, you're able to learn about it much quicker and deeply than I, than I ever could. But she explained a story. Now this is a, I'm repeating her story. I'm, I'm not getting it hundred percent, but the gist of it was at, it may have been MIT. It may have been some, some school they're doing research on rats and the students were like, we got to get all of this, this, the, you know, this, these rats, their DNA to change for this thing we're trying yep, to do, sure. you know, and instead of going through and injecting each one or whatever the process was, one of them came up with the idea, you know, we could aeros- aerosol the, this, this uh, material yes. and spray it into the, into the tank. And then all of these guys would get exposed to it yep. and it would be great. And they basically created a atomized aerosol based, yep. sure. uh, CRISPR gene editing forever and ever propagating through generations. Yeah. And they were told, 
don't ever do it again. Yeah. Burn your papers. Right. Uh, it's, you know, and so that to me is horrifying. <laughs> hey, there you go. Right. Thank you. Yes, we'll just we just good at that. we'll just release it into a crowded subway. Yeah, reason to give everybody alligator tails. And, well, okay. First of all, you're overreacting a bit. Okay, so just a little bit of an overreaction here. Okay, so um, are you saying not possible? I'm not saying not possible. All right, then. but but I'm saying then explain but, overreaction. Okay, I don't understand. Okay, so okay, so first of all, first of all. You got to know what you're doing in the first place. Okay, so what, what's well, happening the, the is the thing is the world is filled with billions of people. Yeah, right. You only need a very small portion of them to not take all the precautions right. you're about to tell me right. about and all the things. So you like that. A lack of you, ethics. You only need a small percentage of people. Right. To go well, okay. So let's back up. So, so you're talking this aerosolized. So the way you get a CRISPR into someone's cells is by actually putting it on a virus. Okay, that's one of the ways of doing. It. The virus will then get into the cell, and the CRISPR then will be injected into your genome. That's what viruses, by and large, do. Okay, so so the idea is that you have to have a delivery system that would work on humans in the first place. Okay, so in other words, you have to, you know. Secondly, the CRISPR would have to get into your gonads to cause a permanent change in the germ cell like, line. I don't like that sentence. Well, it's <laughs> there like, is a CRISPR in my gonads. Ads. <laughs> and it itches, no. uh, you know. So, so uh, but the idea is that uh, you know we'd have to get into that, and that's actually relatively hard to do. The uh, the uh, human reproductive organs actually have barriers uh, to prevent that sort of thing from from getting into them. Uh, it's a bit like the blood brain barriers, the blood gonad barrier. It's it's sort of harder to, to do. So anyway, um, you'd have to have something that could get into there. Well, but then, you know, we got mad cow, we got all kinds well, of we, things yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah. you know, prions so, and all kinds of good stuff. So oh, it's, prions are cool. Yeah. You say. Prions, I say prions. Prions, I say prions. Anyway, so so the idea is that, um, yeah, I mean, you could theoretically use an aerosolized um, method to. Uh, to do you get the feeling that this things. this episode is going to air, and then like black vans are going to show up outside the. Yeah, what are these the guys house, doing? They're going to rip, they, rip out the, the podcast, and they're going to you know people yeah, are going to come exactly. and take um, us away. Well, oh, so uh, just just let me put it out there. Yeah. Uh, don't 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 do this. If you're listening, oh, don't do this at home. If you're no. listening, Listen, don't do this. If you get one of those junior chemistry sets, please don't make crispers. Yeah, don't. To, to give us all bioluminescent skin. It's yeah. it's not right. That's terrible. <laughs> so anyway. no, bioluminescent skin is kind of it, it is kind of sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, well, yes, obviously, like anything, there's potential for abuse. But I uh, I think uh, I I trust our government <laughs> to you know do the right thing and not of course not, not make you know super, humanity super, has never super soldier babies there's, yeah, there's no i mean seriously let's just talk no history let's just humanity. talk for a minute right so first thing you do right is you put in low light vision eyes so they can see at night okay, that's the first thing you do okay? of course the second thing you do oh. right is you make the skin a polycarbon fiber so it's like teflon and stuff can't cut through it okay the what third you thing you do is change the musculature so you have the same equivalent strength of say an orangutan and you can like rip things to pieces with your hands and then you make the spit highly poisonous so there's right there you've got you've weaponized you've weaponized a human being in terrible ways and all of this is theoretically possible i mean it's very it's you know you'll never get like angel wings at work or you're never gonna make somebody teleport or have psychic powers you know, my get could you all right we could don't you, know that stuff. Could I you mean, do wings? Not that you'd be able you to do wings, them, but they, you could, they'd be, you could do wings, but they'd be a huge pain in the ass for the poor bastard who has them. Uh, you know, they'd just get in the way. Um, there was... It, it, it was and and would, they, 
would they by necessity? This is kind of interesting to me. Let's say you did that. Let's say you use crispy jeans to give somebody a human wings. Yes. Would they be wings instead of arms? Would that be the way they would have well, to work? Or, um, or again, is there a workaround? I, there is a workaround. Yeah. So um, as I had it explained by one of my friends who is a biochemist and who does genetics, um, the easiest way to make wings uh, or at least extra set of limbs is uh, to actually interrupt uh, the embryo uh, during its formation of uh, its uh, structure uh, what embryos do is they form these limb buds uh, that are very, very primitive. They're just little blobs of cells, but they turn into limbs. And you could actually split them in half, plug them both in, and you'll make four limbs instead of two. Okay. But now so, we're talking, so that's useful to that, me. That's okay. So you, now the problem, though, here's the problem. Yes, you can make these extra limbs, but they may not plug in properly to the central nervous system, so they basically would just be for show. They wouldn't actually do anything, okay? You would actually take a lot more work because you'd have to change the neural pathways that develop to be able to use all four so sets getting, of limbs. So getting it to grow so you a can physical make, wing is a lot different than getting that wing to be integrated into your correct, nervous system and correct. into your brain, so you and your could, brain having a, an area or, or yes, the, the, yes. the ability to, to Now, Now, on the other hand, it would be very easy to make these sort of membranous uh, wings that go, say, from your fingertips down to your ankles. Squirrel, uh, squirrel wings. Like squirrel wings. That would oh, work great. Sweet. Because you could wave your arms and fly and, and you know, that kind of stuff. So, you don't but, wave but, your you know. Well, but the problem, is, the other thing is that you have to understand, aerodynamically, a human, for something as large as a human to fly, the wingspan's like 20 feet wide. No, all right, no. You know? So you, you do uh, squirrel Squirrel membranes. Yes. We already know that that works with a human because we've got squirrel suits. Yeah, that's true. You so could you, use could, a squirrel you could grow suit. a yeah. natural membrane. Yeah. Well, and this have is it. part of my Teflon poison oh, spit. I love everything. Superhumanly strong. Yes. Super soldier. No, you I don't know. want that. You don't want that? I've got one in my basement. You want to meet him? <laughs> His name is Earl. Oh, Earl. <laughs> I've been teaching him to only obey me. <laughs> anyway. Crispers. All right. So, all right. Crispers. I'm going to say we we may have to come back to this topic because this is fat. It's horrifying and fascinating, and we'll kind of keep up on what what is happening in the yes. news. Yes. And the first mutant person that is created with crispers. We'll have him on the show. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Maybe it'll be one of us. It could be one of us. So when I was a teenager, um, I lived with my mom. Yeah, and I had a bunch of friends over. So this is this is a story involving the church. Okay, yep. and uh, and you know uh, you're a nice Italian. boy. I am a nice Italian boy. Yeah. yeah. So they were. I had my friends over, and my my mother, my parents worked, so there was nobody nobody home. Know, like five of us in the house, and we're we're hanging around the afternoon doing st- stupid teenager stuff. There's a knock at the door. Yeah. And so we're, I don't know. Go to the door. It's it's the bishop. The bishop, the Catholic bishop of the of the diocese of Rhode Island. What have you done? No, and, and, and I can't. I think it was Bishop Jelino, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, it, it may have been Bishop Angel. One of the one of the Bishop Angel or Bishop Jelino. It's horrible that I don't know which one it was. Which bishop it was? Yeah, but yeah, but he comes in. And he's like, "Oh, we're doing this outreach thing. We're 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 going door to door." And no, no, did and, he have the hat? No, he didn't. Oh, he, no, he, he looked didn't. like he was like a. I guess he was dressed like a priest. But he, but he did have. He had um. Uh, 
cohorts or aides or okay. or some kind of a, a contingency of <laughs> yeah cherubs. They were flying around in, him. Yeah, he came exactly. in. The bishop and a few cherubs yeah, came in cherubs. the house. <laughs> right, and they they you know so they come in and they're like, oh, we're doing this outreach thing. Yeah. We're gonna do you know. And, uh, uh, you know, so, and they asked us a bunch of questions, you know, do you go to church and this thing? And, uh, <laughs> Imagine yeah. if he, he went to the house of, you know, like a Jewish family. Or, no, no, or I think, I think he's got a, he new, they give him a map. Yeah, they give like, him do, you stick right. with these houses. Right. There's little crosses we, next to these houses. Her, and we, they yeah, have right, our okay. address. Okay. So it's fine. Right. It's fine. So he comes to our house and, uh, and no, but no adults, right? So just a bunch yeah. of teenagers and the bish, the bish, I call him <laughs> the bish. Right. I call him the bish. Yeah. So the bish is there and, um, no, the bishop is, is there and, uh, he you know, wants to pray, right? So, yeah, we have this wonderful conversation with him, and he's talking about, you know, what are the concerns of young people? And it's it's all yeah. fine and good. Then he's like, well, let's pray. Okay, great. So we get in the middle of the living room. We all hold hands. Okay. And and we pray. And then all of a sudden, my body does this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, in front of the bishop. And it wouldn't stop. It was louder than the praying that was going on. My body has never made <laughs> stomach noises, in, in lower intestinal noises. The barbarigmi from hell. Oh, it was the bo- <laughs> it was the barbarigmi from hell. It, it was terrible. And then, of course, there's like all these people, and everyone just ignored it. Now we're all holding hands. Well, we're literally inches away from each other, yeah. and the most horrifying, evil-sounding noises are coming from the wow. bowels of my now, bowels, and no one is acknowledging now, it. Now, hopefully, there was also no. Attendant smell with no, there was no, oh, okay. there was so no more smell. belly. No, there was no, there was. It didn't manifest. Okay, is basically, is what okay. we're we're saying right. here. Uh, yeah, and then um, it was so. So the the the, the bish, no, the bishop. The bishop leaves and <laughs> yo you know, bish, yo bish. Yeah, yeah. So the the bishop. So we, uh, I have an, another another uh, bishop encounter that I, I would like to, to talk about right. as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. So uh, so the bish leaves, and then my mother, she goes to church like the next week, in in, in Providence. And the, the bishop is is doing his, doing the bishop thing, whatever the you know, yeah. he's getting up there he's, and he's he's, he's blessing and he's blessing he's, and he's, he's and he uh, tells the story about this wonderful group of young people, <laughs> and he tells it and I wasn't there at the church. He tells this entire story. Re, re, yeah. He didn't mention the the body noise. He didn't though. mention them. No, he didn't mention the okay. body noise. But he mentions that, and my mother was like so pleased that we were like the best, most wonderful kids ever. Well, that he, we, he knew we you couldn't. The bishop. He knew you couldn't help it. What? No, I mean, there's he nothing get, you can do. That's, that's the body noises. But I, I often wonder, like, like my mother was so pleased. Like, what would a, another group of kids done? Like, imagine if there's, like, the asshole kids you know from school. Yeah. You know, the punky. Imagine if you wandered into there. Yeah, you know, they would have given them a ration of crap. I don't know. Been, no, been, I don't think so. Are, you know, Actually, gonna, you know, just as a... They're going to rough up the bishop. What are they going to do? We had a new president uh, back when I was in college. And uh, he was really very popular. He was really well thought of, kind of a kind of a rock star president for our college. And uh, one day he made the rounds of the uh, of the dorms. And so, you know, we get this knock at her. He walks in and my roommate's got no shirt on. I'm sitting there in my socks we're playing video games, and it's like wait, you know, so, so it's, wait, wait. He has no shirt. I I filled in the rest of his outfit by with that description. He was wearing. He was wearing. He was wearing. No, the, I understand. Yeah, you, yeah. When you say somebody is not wearing a shirt, yeah, I f- assume they have pants on. Oh yeah, no, he had pants. When, on. Yeah, when you had, say I'm there in my socks, I'm yeah. forced to come to up with, that a, I have with the rest of that socks. scenario. No, no, I was wearing pants. Okay, wearing that's pants. what I wanted to know. Yeah. Right. And so he comes in. And he's like, "Hey guys," we're like, "Hi, President Gregorian." He's like, "Studying hard." I see. I go. 
Uh, we're taking a break. <laughs> it's just like so embarrassing. I'm lucky you like, were smoking I, a joint. I think my well, we were. You know, it's true. We were playing Stargeese on that, which, which is a anyway. The, the point is, it was kind of a, it was an embarrassing walk in, but but you it sounds like you you came through it quite well with the bishop. No, I, I I came through. Quite yeah. yeah, we 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 raided a mention on the the, the, the Sunday sermon at, at at the Providence Cathedral. That's wow. That's yeah. great. So then, uh, around the same time, probably I don't know if this is yeah, this was probably earlier or after. I don't know. So getting my um, confirmation. Right? Yeah. So the, do you reject church, Satan and all his works? Do I reject and, and all his works? And all not his just works. some of his works. Yeah. All his right. works. So uh, yeah. So I'm doing that, and uh, you know, you go through classes, and you do all these different things, and it, and then it, it culminates, and you get being confirmed in the church, and uh, so you go to these classes, and they ask for volunteers for people to go up in, in, in the next Sunday mass to participate in Holy Thursday. Okay. Which I did not know that there was such a thing. Okay. So now I should I'm, know this. I went to Catholic school. I've been, you don't know. Let me tell I you, don't know. I, I went say, to if you're listening, school. If you're listening out there and you're a Catholic and you know what Holy Thursday is without Googling it, email us at podcast at pretend to imagine.com. Thank you. All right. So you got it straight. I got it right this time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I got volunteered to participate in Holy Thursday. You know, this is what happens on Holy Thursday. You go to the church, it's filled with people on a Thursday, yeah. which to me is odd. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully I'm not being too sacrilegious. I and don't think that's there really. Are, there are, um, 12 of us that sit in a semicircle in front of the bish. Yeah. And we remove our, I think it's our left shoe and sock. Oh, he washes the feet. And the bishop comes he washes and he washes, he washes one foot. We did that, yeah. He washes one foot. It was yeah. the washing of the feet. Well, Christ washed the feet. washed the feet of his disciples. To prove he was humble and to, to prove... Well, no, you gotta, but you got to remember, back in like 1 AD, you know, back in that time, 2,000 yeah. years ago... Feet were kind of a yeah, rough thing to wash. I yeah. mean, it was we're talking sandals at best, and and you step in cow droppings, yeah, and, they, a, and they've they've got kind of calluses, and it's it's not a pleasant experience to wash someone's feet. My back, feet are beautiful. He, he probably, are they beautiful? Yeah. yeah they're, do they're, you shave your very, feet? No. <laughs> do you shave them no, on a, on a daily basis? My, don't shave but, my feet. No, no, but we, they are beautiful. We, we had that too. Uh, the, the, I don't remember the time of year we had it, but it, it was when I was at when I was at uh, my Catholic school that, that that did in fact happen. There was a another one. We had the blessing of the throats. And we actually had kids. The Saint Saint Blaise is the patron saint of throats, and uh, they actually had wait, kids. Wait, 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 wait! The patron saint of throats. Yeah, like like this of section the of your body of the on below the chin and above the collarbone. The pharynx is the patron saint of the, that. The pharynx. The the it the, reminds uh, me of of, of uh, the sternocleidomastoid muscles, uh, the trachea. Uh, uh, yeah. But no, but no, they blessed their throats. It was it was really they did a laying on of hands, and they they had the kids who had sore throats and weren't feeling right. They came out, and they laid hands on the throats, and uh, that's that's what happened. It was really very. I, I, I in all seriousness, I found the religious education I had at Catholic school to be this absolutely a, fascinating. It's like Spinal Tap, the uh, Saint Hubbins, the, the the patron saint of quality footwear. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's a patron saint for everything, but but I mean that was certainly throats. the one that, you got throats. Throats, yeah, throats. But uh, no, it's it's really fascinating. You know, I must have, I love the ritual, and I loved it. I think anyone who plays the game Forty K Warhammer Forty Thousand uh, probably and really is into it probably had at least some Catholic or, or perhaps <laughs> Anglican school yeah. education because it's all Gothic. You know, it's, it's, it's there's a lot of style. If I were if I were to become a bona fide Christian, I would be a Catholic. I think there's no question on that. It's just too damn. It's too darn cool. So. <laughs> they got all the stuff. They got all the. They do. They, they got, got all the. the they, yeah. They got the incense they got the, the thing. Incense. They Got the whole, the, the, got the scarf that, and that the little, collar, that little the, sort of dollhouse cathedral oh, that you put yeah. this host in. It's amazing. I, it's great. Do you, I think you're it's, more attracted to like like 
like the it's the, the it, flash. It's <laughs> it's a very consumerist sort do, of you know, attitude. Do, do you, you know what I think of the Catholic Church? I would have Careful. to say gold plated diamonds. Gold plated diamonds. <laughs> That's right, baby. Uh, gold plated diamonds. So uh, yeah, no. If we've offended anybody, uh, good. I don't, I don't good. think no. no good. We weren't being offensive. Good. I, I'm, I'm positive about the whole thing. You know. I just, I guess I let slip that I'm not a Christian, so I could get in trouble there. I don't know. Well, Greg, uh, I sort of grudgingly watched the first episode of The Expanse. And okay. Kind of D- fell off the wagon there. I'm going to try again. Wait, 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 wait. You watched the first episode? I did, yeah. And you didn't You didn't continue? I Well, I just kind of had other things to do, like EverQuest. Oh. So... If everyone is watching The Expanse, which they're up into season two, it is a spectacular, hard science fiction show. It's getting awards. It's based on a, on a novel. It is spectacular. And Tyler apparently has better things to do. Well, you know, I, I liked it. I, it was developing in a way I thought was fantastic. I was very excited. And then yeah. it totally changed. Wait, wait, no. You abruptly. Wa- what did you watch? You watched ep- one episode or one season? One episode. It abruptly changed yes, one episode. it did. We can't. Are we spoiling in this? Or are we not spoiling? I think you can spoil the first episode. Right, 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 if so, you say so, we're going to spoil the first episode, we're going to spoil the first episode. Okay. Go. So here's what happened. Right. So it begins with this sort of uh, cop drama kind of thing. Right? This guy in his fedora, and he's he's this hard boiled detective, and he's on the he's in the belt and on the side. And I'm watching. I'm like, okay, you know, all right. I, I found it sort of hard to understand what was going on, and I was okay. And he's got his his buddy, you know, and there's like this girl that they're trying to find. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, whatever. Then there was this crew of this ore ship, and it was fantastic. And and it had an actress I liked from another TV show, and it was exciting, and I loved the ensemble, and it was really... And what? Weightless sex? Wait, there's weightless sex? Sex and zero G. Which is always a plus, you know? So so I'm really digging this. I'm like, oh, this is great. I really like the story about this guy. He's going to be the the exec on the, the, uh, the executive officer on the ship, and I don't know. Boom! They all died. They're they're all dead. So what's wrong with it? That's spectacular. And I'm like, I'm like, so the show I was starting to say, oh, I'm interested in this, is now gone. And I'm like, so basically, the part that I wasn't interested in is what they're going to go forward with. And no, the part that I was no, interested in, I'm not, you know. So I was very, I was kind of miffed, uh, to be honest. To just, just no, like, oh, so yeah. the very reason that you are having a problem with the show is the very reason why I totally enjoy the show. And again, anyone who watches The Expanse, feel free to e- email us with your questions or tell us that we don't know what we're talking about. Whatever you want to do. But my opinion, when I watch the expanse, and I'm, I'm two seasons in, they set you up. It's it's not it's not a cliche, I, and I it's wanted not. Firefly I know, back. I know. You wanted you wanted some something I comfortable. Firefly back. Yeah. You want a firefly. You're not going to get firefly. Yeah. But they set you up with the show is going to go one way, and then it jumps. Okay. It jumps a little bit off to the side almost every time, but okay. not in a not in a formulaic way, or not in a way that's just like messing with you, or you know, you don't you never feel manipulated. Uh, but it really is wonderful in that way where, and there are big, more so in the second season, there are big payoffs. Okay. A lot of times these shows, yeah. they string you along, and it's like, who are the Reavers, or whatever whatever the whatever the, the drama is, and the epic story they're trying to tell, they string you along and string you, no, they're like, All right. big payoffs, All right. there are battles, there are things happening. Just answer answer me this, awesome. answer me. are there people that you really hate and want to see fail? All right, so that's a great thing about this show, they've called it sort of Game of Thrones in space, right. and that really becomes more apparent in season two, but uh, for the most part... I'm not going to say everybody, but for the most part, 
every character is a gray character. Okay. Right. So that's, that's, it's very difficult. There, there is no like this guy is evil and these, this is the, these are the heroes and they're going to overcome the. It's not like that. Okay. It's everyone is sort of like in real life. They're all, they all have their own these these different factions. All have their own reasons and their own motivations and they're trying yeah. to get things done. So like Perfect. I said, it's, it's not a black and white no. and everything. It's it's funny. I guess I'm going off on a tangent here, but um, I saw on um, Facebook when my friends posted this thing about uh, Elrond at the council saying, we must defeat Sauron, the Dark Lord. And then all these like political science people from like the 20s and 30s get up and they start saying, you know, you know, the elves and the men are the ones who are really in control here and they're just trying to stop Sauron to feather their own nests and, you know, promote their own agendas and, you know, tell that to the thousands of Numenorians that came in and subjugated all the people on this. And it goes on and on like that. And my response to Kyle, who's a friend of mine, I will not use his last name because we're not doing that, uh, was that is exactly what the politically activist peasant was doing in Holy Grail. When he's like talking, I'm in like it was a narco syndicalist and our anarchic combine with and and the the anger of the king as he was getting more and more frustrated and disinterested in what this yep. peasant was saying is something that a lot of us really like. We want a black and white world. We want yeah. it to be really easy. So I'm glad in many come ways. The, come and see the violence inherent in the system. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that, that guy, yeah. right. There's that guy, you know. And you know, it's almost like the Brits wish they could just go back to kings and lords, you yeah. know, because life was simpler back then. But but um, no, I think that's a good thing. That That's definitely a plus in the show, and I, and I am going to get back to it. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I, I will admit there are many shows you've discussed which I, I am not following. I don't know what your 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 problem is. Black, there, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Is, well, so Black Mirror, and again, for those we're talking about Black Mirror. So people listening, we're going to talk about Black Mirror. Black Mirror is an anthology show, so each episode is not related to any other episode. Uh, takes place in the near future, and basically the gist of it is they take a bit of technology, say Facebook or or tweeting or something like that, and they take it to its logical weird weird conclusion. Problem is. It takes it to these ridiculous lengths that makes you feel icky really? after you listen to it, after you watch the episode. Really? You feel icky. There's not a, a single episode we watch where you feel good. I think it was, now, was it you that said that after you watch Black Mirror, you have to throw in an episode of Father Ted? No. Well, Father Ted would be a great one. I, I happen to like watch- mental mouthwash. I watch you know? Moon Boy, which is sort of like a modern, it's the same thing. It's a BBC America sitcom about yeah. an Irish family, and it's, it's, it's awesome. So it's Moon Boy. I have that palate cleanser. Of Moon Boy, right? Uh, or Father Ted would be fantastic. Yes. You, you can't, and you can't listen. You can't binge it. Yeah. You'll you'll die inside a little bit. You'll right. become the you know. Uh, so yeah. And then That's, there's the and then there's the other one that uh, uh, you've highly recommended, and we've actually talked about very briefly on the podcast is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh my God! Well, that and that's an old one. That 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 they're in they're in like their twenty millionth season. You yeah, know, they've been around forever. That is a great show. You should watch it. However, it's in the same category as like. Larry David, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. It's very cringe or peep Discomfort. show. Comfort. BBC uh, America has a, a, a peep show, uh, has a show called Peep Show, which yeah. is about Yeah, we two. talked about that uh, one, that there was like a sex scene where you're looking through oh, the guys. Oh, wonderful. Eyes, Everything about that I wonder. Yeah, oh, my God. And you, you watch the show, like you, you kind of put your fingers in front of your eyes because you don't want to see everything because you're just so... They're cringe, cringe shows, cringe, cringe, cringe shows. shows. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, always sunny is like that. And that's the one where Danny DeVito he needs to go and and find a um, find out what people think of him. So they sew him up inside a couch in the <laughs> in the conference room in his is where he used to work. Oh my! And uh, it's during the Christmas party, and he gets hot 
being sewn up inside the couch. So he takes off all his clothes and then he can't breathe. So he bursts out of the couch completely. <laughs> a little naked Danny DeVito, naked Danny DeVito butt. He just like like he's being birthed from this couch. He's oh, covered awesome. in sweat. That's amazing. And he flops onto the floor. It's <laughs> glorious. It is so amazing. Um, so it reminds me of the Ace Ventura movie where he he he, he yeah, tries to the escape thing. the rhino yeah. and it looks like they're giving birthday to uh, to yeah it's kind, uh, kind of Ace a similar situation yeah. it's enhanced by the fact that it's a naked Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito which who's so I think sweaty would naked improve Danny any situation right? you know as yeah. soon as you introduce a sure. naked Danny DeVito uh, but yeah so Always Sunny is oh, one of my favorites and was there any other uh, show that you're frustrated that I'm not watching. Oh, no, I, I think that covers it. That pretty much covers it. Are you sure that there's covers nothing it. else? I'll be sure yeah. to let you know on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, if, just, if yeah. berate me. Yeah, if there's anything just else that you do that annoys me, berate, okay. I will let you know on the podcast. You've been listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. Uh, we hope you enjoyed learning today about CRISPR. <laughs> well, yes. It's not, not a chicken... Crispy chicken or, or lettuce crisper, uh, that's for sure. Uh, and we talked about the, the bishop and stomach noises. Borborygmy. Borborygmy. <laughs> bishop Borborygmy. No, that, that, it was Bishop Jelano. Uh, and um, we talked about uh, shows that Tyler should be listening to, I mean, should be watching, but isn't. Uh, I'm, I'm working on that. Because he's a jerk. But, hey, that hurts somehow. This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website, as you've probably guessed, at pretendtoimagine.com. Web designed by Small Hall Studios, produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. If you can, please give us five stars to get the word out about our podcast. Thanks, and happy pretending. <laughs>